evening. I want to invite you to go to Genesis chapter number 25 this evening. Genesis chapter number 25. And uh, you ever have one of those days where uh, if it can go wrong, it does go wrong. And I've had one of them kind of days, and I've just been looking forward to church. And uh, the Lord has, has had these thoughts um, in my heart, in my mind, all day today. And, um, of course, knew we'd be preaching, but look, look, look forward to it uh, all day. And uh, glad to be here. Appreciate the good singing tonight. Amen. And uh, the Spirit of the Lord helping us already. And uh, if we just closed up now and went home, I, I'm glad to be here. And uh, glad to have been able to come. But I want to give you something from the Bible tonight that would uh, try to be a help to you this evening. Amen. Genesis chapter number 25. And if you will, let's look together in verse uh, number 19. Genesis chapter number 25 and uh, verse number 19 tonight. The Bible said, And these are the generations of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham begat Isaac, and Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to wife. The daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian, of Padanaram, the sister of Laban, uh, the Syrian. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren. And the Lord was entreated of him. And Rebekah, his wife, conceived. And the children struggled together within her. And she said, If it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. The one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. And when her days uh, to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. And the first came out red, and all over like a hairy garment, and they called his name Esau. And after that came his brother out, and his hand took hold on Esau's heel. And his name was called Jacob, and Isaac was threescore years old when she bare them. And the boys grew, and Esau was a cunning hunter, a man of the field, and Jacob was a plain man, dwelling in tents. Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison, uh, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Let's pray together. Father, God, we thank you for the opportunity to be in your house tonight. Thank you, God, for your goodness to us. Lord, we're thankful, God, for the reality of heaven. Lord, I'm thankful tonight that we won't have to worry anymore. Lord, the cares of this life, God, they'll all be gone one of these days, and we'll be able to see you. God, we'll be like you, and Lord, we'll be in your presence. And Father, we're thankful for that truth tonight, thankful for that fact. And Lord, I pray that you would help us, Lord, as we look to the Word of God this evening. I pray, God, that you would uh, help us, Lord, to encourage the hearts of your people. Lord, I know that can only truly be done, Lord, if you'll do that. And, Lord, you'll work through us and work through your word. So, God, we ask you, Lord, that you would anoint us with your spirit. God, that you'd fill us up, Lord, with your presence. God, I pray, God, that you'd help the hearts of your people, Lord, in this midweek service. I'm thankful, God, as it already has been said, we can come to a place here uh, in the middle of the week and we can draw strength and encouragement. We pray that you'd touch Brother Gravely as he's gone, Lord. And I pray that your will would be accomplished. Uh, Lord, in churches and services all over the country tonight. And Father, we'll thank you, Lord, for what you do. We ask these things in Jesus' name tonight. Amen and amen. We look at Genesis chapter number 25 tonight, and we begin uh, looking in this chapter. This is a, a history um, of these patriarchs, these men of God, Abraham, 
Isaac, and then, of course, Jacob. But what we want to look at tonight is uh, we want to look at Isaac and his wife, Rebekah. And uh, Rebekah was barren, the Bible tells us. In, in Bible days, this, uh, this was a large mark against a woman. If a woman uh, could not bear children and she could not give her husband uh, a seed and an heir, uh, then that was a, a blemish against them. And so they did just like anybody else would do. And the Bible says in verse number 21, And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren, and the Lord was entreated of him. Thank God God heard their prayer. And Rebekah, his wife, conceived. And so we see Rebekah's barrenness tonight. But then secondly, I want you to look quickly with me. And we see that there was a birth that took place. Amen. The Bible said in verse number 24, And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. Verse number 25 and verse number 26 uh, give us the details of the birth of each boy. Is, or excuse me, Esau uh, was born first. And uh, verse number 25 tells us that he came out red and uh, over all over like a hairy garment. And they called his name Esau. Verse number 26 uh, tells us concerning Jacob. And here's what happened in verse number 26. The Bible says, And then after that came his brother out. And his hand took hold on Esau's heel, and his name was called Jacob. And Isaac was threescore years old when she bare them. And so that we, we see Rebekah's barrenness. And then, thank God, we see the baby's birth. But I want you to notice what happens here uh, in the Word of God in verses number 22 and verse number 23. And that's where we want to take our thought from tonight. Look in verse number 22. The Bible said, And the children struggled together within her. And she said, If it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. Verse number 23 says, And the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels, and the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. I want you to see in verse number 22 where Rebekah comes and she ponders this within her heart. She asks herself uh, this question and then eventually she goes and she prays to the Lord and she says this. She said, if it be so, why am I thus? What was it that prompted her to ask that question? Well, the Bible tells us in verse number 22, and the children struggled together within her. Here Rebecca is. She's pregnant with twins. She's got uh, Jacob and she's got Esau uh, within her womb. Uh, and we know that all the days of these men's lives, they struggled with one another. They strove together. But it all started there in the womb of their mother. And the Bible says that they struggled together within her. Here this woman is. She's got these babies within her. And there is a spirit of competition that is raging inside of her. One baby is against the other and the other is against that one. And there is a struggle that is taking in, uh, place inside of her womb tonight. And I want you to understand something. That there is literally a battle taking place within this woman tonight. Amen. Uh, there are opposing forces. Uh, uh, there are two individuals that are polar opposites. Uh, and they are striving with one another 
her tonight and there is a battle that is taking place inside of her tonight. Amen. Hey, we fast forward all of these years later to the church age. Understand this, Christian. If you're saved by the grace of God, the Word of God teaches you that there are two opposing forces within you tonight and they are struggling. They are striving against one another and there is literally a battle that is taking place within you tonight. I want to preach on this thought for just a few moments tonight on the battle within. The battle within. Whenever we examine this story of Rebecca and her two sons and how they strove together, how they struggled together within her, we can draw some application out for the Christian life and maybe try to draw some help out so that each and every one of us can have victory tonight when it comes to living the Christian life. We can honor God and we can obey Him and we can serve Him and glorify Him in this hour even though there's a battle. Even though it's a struggle to try to live for God in 2023, I'm glad to report to you tonight there is victory to be had and God desires to help us tonight even though there is a battle taking place. Amen. Uh, whenever we consider the battle with them, first of all, I want you to see with me the struggle. The struggle tonight. Verse number 22, we'll read it again. And the children struggled together within her. And she said, if it be so, why am I thus? Now I want you to notice something tonight. Because there is a struggle that is taking place within her, that struggle overflows into her heart. Because of those two opposing forces within her uh, that, are, that are raging against one another, uh, there is a feeling, there is a, a question that she's left with tonight. She said, if it be so, why am I thus? Why is this happening in my life? Why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling? Uh, aside from all of the things that a woman faces when she is with child, uh, we throw this into the mix and we add that into the equation and she says why do I feel the way that I feel why am I thus why am I experiencing the things that I'm experiencing tonight why is it this way tonight have you ever asked yourself that you got saved and everything was wonderful and everything was glorious and you were experiencing the blessings of the new birth but a little bit of time went on and you realized that you still have that old nature you still had some of those old desires as a matter of fact you still had the opportunity and the ability and the know-how to do anything now that you did before you got saved and we asked that question why is it this way why can it not be easier be preachers and, and people uh, of all ages in the, in the Christian realm. They speak of victory. And we look to ourselves once sometimes and we wonder why we don't have it. We begin to compare ourselves with others. We look at older, more mature Christians and we ask ourselves, Why uh, can I not live like they live? Why cannot I not do like they do it seems so easy for them am I connecting with anybody tonight sometimes I'll look to other people and I'll say man they've got it all together why is it like this within me why am I struggling the way that I am listen if it's so easy to have victory tonight then why do I feel the way that I feel tonight you ever thought that you ever struggled 
tonight. There's a whole lot of people that are struggling this evening. The weight and the pressure of life and, and, and the cares of ministry and all of these things, the bills, the kids, the finances, all of the things that we're left to take care of in this life, boy, they just pile up together and it seems like victory just slips through our fingers and we feel more burdened than we do victorious most of the time if we'll just admit it and we'll get right with God and right with ourselves about it. But I've come to tell you tonight, listen to me, we, don't, we ought to not be ashamed of the fact that we struggle tonight. Amen. Sometimes we can polish things up and we come into the church with our facade and, and understand we want to keep our testimony and there's a level to which that's right tonight but brother I'm telling you we try to put on the dog sometimes and act like we don't ever have any struggles but I'm thankful tonight that we can look to the word of God and we can see these characters of faith and see these people that God used and understand that they have faults and failures just like we do and it's good to look to the pages of the word of God and find Find somebody struggling every once in a while. And see God help them. Because if God can help them with their struggles. And I know and I'm encouraged that he can help me with mine. Amen. There's a whole lot of people listen to what she did. The Bible said that she struggled. She asked the question. Nothing wrong with asking questions. Nothing wrong with feeling the way you feel. Nothing wrong with struggling tonight. But she went to the right place. The Bible said in verse number 22. And she went to inquire of the Lord. You know what our natural inclination to do sometimes. is When we're struggling. We want to keep it a secret. We don't want to tell anybody. We want to try to bear the load on our own. We won't go to the Lord. We won't go to the church for help. We'll try to tote that thing on our own. And brother, I'm telling you, listen to me. When you try to fight the, fight the power of the flesh, in the power of the flesh, all you're seeking after is misery tonight. It's okay to struggle. It's okay to have difficulty. But I'm glad in the midst of my difficulty there is a God who is willing and able to help me. Thank God David said in the Psalms, he said, when my heart is overwhelmed, he said, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. Brother, I'm glad tonight there's somebody bigger than my struggles. There's somebody bigger than my problems. There's somebody bigger than my sin tonight. And his name is Jesus Christ. And thank God he desires that we would come to him. He cares for us. And He desires that we would cast all of our care upon Him tonight. When we look at these Bible characters, and we see their failures, we see that they're not perfect. And we know tonight that neither are we. And I'm encouraged when I read about Isaac and Rebekah and I read about David and I read about Peter in the New Testament and I read about uh, the countless list of Bible characters and they come to places in their life where they're at the end of their rope and they're on their last leg and they have nowhere else to turn and they just need the Lord tonight. Amen. And I'm thankful that they needed the Lord because I need the Lord tonight and you need the Lord tonight. And though we struggle, there is a God who is able and willing to help us tonight go to the Lord in the midst of your struggles turn to him inquire of the Lord as Rebecca did in verse number 22 we see not only the struggle but then notice this with me we see not only the struggle but look in verse number 23 and I want you to see the survey 
with me tonight. We survey the condition. We survey what's going on. And it maybe helps us to answer the question that Rebecca had in verse number 23. If it be so, why am I thus? Why do I feel the way that I feel? Why do I struggle like I do? Here's what the Lord told her in verse number 23. He said, and the the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. And the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. Now it all begins to become clear. Everything begins to make sense. There are not only two babies within her womb, but there are two nations that are represented within her womb. And there are not only two nations represented within her womb, but there are in fact two natures represented within her womb. When we look at Jacob, he all the things that he went through, God made him a prince with Israel. He represents that spiritual man Oh but listen to me Esau was that fleshly man He was that worldly man He represents that carnal nature And here they are striving the one with the other Paul talked about it in Romans chapter number 7 And he talked about that he found that there was a law Present within his bowels Present within his mind And his heart That there was good and there was evil Striving together And the things that he wanted to do He often found that he did not have the strength to do them And the things that he did not want to do And the things that he wanted to abstain from He found that he did not have the strength To say no to the flesh And the devil and the world And there was a struggle that was going on Within him tonight Whenever we consider Jacob and Esau, as we said, they represent two nations. They represent two natures. They represent two distinct personalities. Notice what the Word of God says about these individuals. They were born. And the boys grew in verse number 27. The Bible said, and Esau was a cunning hunter. Notice this, a man of the field. Esau was a man of the world, wasn't he? He was a man, as we trace his life, he was comfortable in the world. Understand something tonight, that there is a part of you that is at home in this world. There is a part of you that is comfortable in this world. There is a part of you that is drawn to the lingo and the language and the verbiage of this world. There is a part of you that desires to be accepted. There is a part of you that desires to excel in this world and to make its name known and to be popular and to be and to be uh, included and accepted in this world. But thank God tonight, because we've been born again, there is a part of us that wants nothing to do with this world. There is a part of us that that draws away from the dirty language. uh, uh, Draws away from the music of the world. uh, Draws away from the immorality and it draws towards Christ uh, and it draws towards the word of God uh, and it desires to have victory and it desires to glorify God uh, and it desires to magnify Christ uh, and while you are here tonight You've worked, you've labored, you've toiled all day long. 
And that Esau part of you, the eyelids begin to close and and the body begins to relax and and you begin to think about other things. But I'm glad tonight that there's a Jacob, there's a Spirit of Christ that's on the inside. And while Brother Sean was singing, he was connecting tonight. Hallelujah. I'm glad, thank God, that there is a new nature and a new name that I now bear because of Christ. And so what do we do about that? We have that old nature. We have Esau poking and prodding and desiring to be number one. But then there is a spirit within us. It says, no, Jesus has to be number one. You remember that. God's will has to be performed. The word of God has to be obeyed. The work of God has to be accomplished. God has to be worshipped tonight. And He longs to be worshipped. And He desires to be worshipped. And that part that He put within you will connect that everything that He is tonight. As a Christian tonight, we indeed have two distinct natures within ourselves. And as long as we are alive in this world, They'll both be present and they'll both be at battle and they'll both be striving one with another until you and I experience our glorification and we become like Christ and we are with Christ and we have a glorified body like He does and we will be like Him and we will be with Him. And thank God one of these days we're going to see Him. Amen. Paul said this in Romans chapter number 7 and verse number 24. He said, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Romans 7 tells us this, that Paul was struggling. He knew that there was a war raging within his heart. So we see the struggle, we, we see the survey in the text. But then what are we supposed to do about all this? I'm glad that there is a solution tonight. I'm thankful tonight that as Paul moves through Romans chapter number 6 and he moves through Romans chapter number 7, thank God we come to Romans chapter number 8. And he tells us that there is there, there, there now therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the spirit after the flesh but after the spirit tonight. Amen. There is no condemnation in Christ. That means that your flesh can rage all it wants to. The world can rage. All the heathen can rage as David wrote. They can do that all they want to. The world can mock all they want to. Listen, hell with all of its fury can rage all it wants to but thank God listen as far as Christ is concerned I have the victory over the death over death hell and the grave I've got victory over the flesh of the world and the devil tonight why not because of anything I've done not because I turn over a new leaf or I try to do better amen but it's because of Christ tonight and he put me in himself and he's in God and when he sees me he sees his son and when he sees his son he sees me and he cannot condemn his son therefore he cannot condemn you and I who are in Christ we've been justified tonight 
We've been redeemed. We've been sanctified. We've been set apart from this world. And say, well, preacher, why have a struggle? Because of that nature that is within our flesh. The only part of you and I that is not saved is this old flesh that we're living in. What is the solution? The Bible says in verse number 23, And the one people shall be stronger than the other people. And the elder shall serve the younger. Who was stronger than the other? Well, the Bible tells us that the elder, the oldest, the one who was burned first, and that's Esau, the older shall serve the younger. How was this signified? It could have just been said. But you understand how God worked in the Old Testament, particularly with the Jews. God said something and He gave His word. But then what God would do is God would oftentimes signify what He said and seal what He said by giving a sign. Here's what the Word of God tells us in verse number 6. And after that came His brother out. And his hand took hold on Esau's heel. And his name was called Jacob. It was by the word of God that Jacob was to be the heir. That Jacob was to be the progenitor. And Jacob was to be the patriarch of the family tonight. All of the wealth, all of the blessing, all of the primary family heir was to rest upon Jacob tonight. But that wasn't the only thing that God gave him. I'm glad, thank God, all those years later, thank God born through the womb of a virgin, Jacob's seed would be born into this world. The Messiah would come through his loins. And the Messiah would come through that bloodline. And thank God, God gave all of that to Jacob. But Jacob, in his style, reaches out and grabs the heel of Esau. And Jacob, in his style, swindles his brother out of his birthright. And his blessing offer a bowl of soup. Well, Jacob would have made a real good salesman, wouldn't he? He did it all for a bowl of stew, all for a bowl of that he needed that birthright. And he understood that he needed that blessing. But the problem is, is Jacob wanted to go about getting those things Jacob's way rather than God's way. So thus he was a deceiver. He was a conniver. He was a swindler. And so he took everything that he wanted by force. Can I tell you something tonight? There's a whole lot of people, they're trying to live the Christian life, trying to take something by force. Understand something. You don't have to take something that's already been given to you. Amen? Something that was already purchased on the cross. Something that God has already, already promised you and I. We don't have to take it by force. And we don't have to struggle. And we don't have to try to one-up everybody else. Hey, listen, the work was accomplished on the cross. And all God is asking you and I to do is just to rest in Christ. 
rest in what he did tonight. On the cross of Calvary, Jesus Christ came. And he overcame death. And he overcame the flesh. And he overcame the grave. And he overcame the world. And he overcame hell. And he did not do it by force. But rather he did it by obedience to the Father tonight. Amen. It was the Father's will that Christ would go to the cross. It was the Father's will that our sin would be laid upon him. It was the Father's will that they would seal him up in that tomb. And on the third and appointed day, he'd get up just like God said he would. And hallelujah, he walked out uh, uh, victorious uh, and he gave it to all that would trust in him and to all that would follow him tonight. Amen. So how do we live this Christian life? How, how do we stop this struggle? By resting in what's been provided and resting in what Jesus Christ had, has done. I've got news for you tonight. You're going to have failures. You're going to have shortcomings. You're going to have problems. I'm not talking about running headlong into sin, okay? But we're going to have problems. We're going to have struggles. This flesh is going to give us fits tonight. Well, I'm glad that there is a part of us tonight. As John tells us in his epistles, there is a part of you and I tonight that loves God and cannot commit sin. Why? Because the nature of Christ has been imputed to you and I tonight. Amen. Let's stand together as our musicians come. Brother Brian, you come ahead if you would tonight, brother.